Live from Los Angeles, this is Dre's Geek Philosophy. Oh, God. Good God. Why? 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 It's the Monday, January 8th edition. Wagging it, wagging it, wagging it, wagging it, wagging it, in San Diego. I learned something today about someone jerking off in San Diego. Apparently, he wanted to leave his semen all over Whale's vagina. Ah, see. The jokes write themselves, my friends. Lots of semen. Lots of seminal fluid. He was just, he he saw corn on a bay and he wanted to add some more semen. I, I'm gonna fire myself for that one. <laughs> that was that 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 was low hanging fruit, which I'm so sure. Wait, does that mean I can hire you for that one now? <laughs> you can rehire me back. And hey, I'm back. Hey, checking it. Checking that it. was great. <laughs> the low hanging fruit of the of the jokes. What's up, everybody? It's it, we're we're back. Just like we said, we'd be back. We're we're back. We're back. We don't have the the the. Uh, if any of you caught last Wednesday's uh multiverse comic show with the, with the production values, that was, <laughs> no, no, I I was legitimately like happy. I was like yeah. dancing. It was so much fun. It was like as soon as I came, I'm like oh cool, there's a little there's a little thing. It's like it has the, the title card and, you, and with the logo of your comic shop and the little random quarters. Yeah. It looked so professional. <laughs> it looked way too professional for me to be honest. <laughs> Just like last year when when I got my my. My WonderCon 2017 badge, and it said professional. All I could do was laugh. I was like, <laughs> professional. Ha. Yeah. Speaking of professional, if you're watching on Facebook, Sam Zia is creeping around the corner right there. Another professional man right there, right next to me. So I'm going to lead off with a story that, that Pete Molini here, you know, as always, I'm joined by Pete Molini and Sam Zia. Pete sent me a story mm-hmm. earlier this week. Yeah. Which was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I, 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 we didn't get a chance to fill in Sam's ear, but you know what, Sam? You, lo- you love not knowing. <laughs> you, you don't need a format because fuck formats, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you I, express I, this opinion. I make formats to forget them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I will tell you as we're telling the audience. So, you know, Disney, whenever they have new movies or new properties, there's a big thing with the Disney pins. You know, there's these pin collectors, these, these crazy people who collect these little metal pins. They go pay, you know, 5 to $15 for these little pins. Yeah, so, without them, uh, my therapy practice would be dead. <laughs> that, that, that is horrifying. That's a joke. I don't have one. <laughs> you, don't have a, you don't have a therapy practice. I'll, I'll no, say I'm like, do you have a lot of cutters? No, no, a, a pin. I don't have a pin. You don't have a pin. But <laughs> No, I, I don't have a practice. <laughs> so, before this train was derailed, <laughs> there was these pins that people buy and collect. Yeah. So, be- next month, Black Panther's coming out. Fuck yeah. Hell Panther yes. Pan- there's Black Panther pins. So, not not the Black Panther pins from the 70s where you supported a, uh, <laughs> a political organization no. for the advancement of colored people, which <laughs> later on became the NAACP. But... I'm, I'm, that's not accurate. That's, I'm just making a, shit up. I'm making shit up. That is a really, really good like way to sum up black history through <laughs> the civil rights movement. You know, because we had the Black Panthers and they became the NAACP. I'm a Speaking bad of train derailments here. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm the king of self-sabotage, my friend. So, as I was saying, they, they're making these pins for the movie. And there's a pin of T'Challa. And uh, I believe you're, you're going to show uh, you're going to show Sam here. That way, Sam can see it. 
Oh my Go God. step on over there. Please, please show Sam. Well, so, no, and I, I think we should get my reaction. Let, let's get Sam's reaction. From what, so, from what I'm assuming, everybody should see this. We'll, we'll try to hold it up to, to the camera because, uh, but of course, holding it up to the camera is probably going to cause the same problem. So, okay, so show I'm it to Sam. Stand here. You can show me from there. Show, so show can, Sam first. Yeah. Let's show Sam. So they made a Black Panther bib. Okay, that's not bad. But uh, no, notice the skin tone because it's black. Uh-oh. White eyes. Yeah, white eyes. With a little bit of the, so this pin, you know, normally when you see Black Panther in its comic book form, timeout. Yeah, there's a no, timeout. No, 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 not no. timeout for me. Timeout for you. So when you see Black Panther, normally it's just a, it, you know, the eye holes of the old, you know, the old, uh, you know, 1970s, 60s, 70s heroes. You know, you can't see the pupils of their eyes, but this one they show those pupils eyes, and then they decide to show some skin right underneath the eyes, and for whatever reason, the skin is not very um. I would like to say African American. It's a I, black I, guy in blackface, only with a mask on top. It's like, the, it's. I mean, I, I can't say it better myself. How, how? How did this get past Disney? I I, I do not know. I I, I gotta I, come I, back. I have to push a button in forty seconds. I, but I'm, 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 I want wait. I gotta see that again. Yeah, there, there's what? a Black Panther pin, which Ooh. does not very look, does not look very African American. Looks like a, a white guy in blackface in a Black Panther mask, what? and this is one of the pins. I don't know if we can, I don't know if we'll be able to accurately show it here. I don't huh? know if you can see it very well. I'm gonna, the reflection. Those are white people eyes. Caucasian yeah. eyes. There's some Caucasian eye action going on here. You should, anyone listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, you're just gonna have to like Google image search Black Panther, not Black. Pin. Look up Black Panther white man eyes. It's like, yeah, it's and, and of course the photo, it just it looks like a white guy wearing a Black Panther mask. Yeah. Which seriously, how many people at Disney saw this and didn't see a problem? Like, you know what? Hey, right, because I worked a year for the mouse. There has to be a lot of approvals for things. And I don't understand how in the fuck this pin got approved. Yeah. Sam is still dumbfounded <laughs> from this image. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you got to see this it a little bit. 2018. Yes. How the fuck? How do you fuck this up? I mean, seriously, yeah, with as socially conscious as everybody is, and as Disney has to make themselves. Mm-hmm. Disney's very PC. How, how? the fuck? How do you fuck that up? Even if like you like, had one job, one make one Black job. Panther black. It, black Panther. It, it's in the name. He just looks like the kid from PJ Masks now. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, show contributor Kiefam says, D- D- "Did you see who the president is? <laughs> uh, is there uh, the president in uh, in no. Black Panther? Oh or? hell no! No, I think he's talking about." Wait, which president? Are you are you talking about our current president who we do not talk about? <laughs> or are you talking about the president in the has movie? Has president become Voldemort? <laughs> has he lost his nose? I mean, he has his, lost his hair, and he has his hair system. Yeah. But uh, uh, maybe maybe he's alive. <laughs> uh, no, we, we have seen Brother Panther. We have seen T'Challa in Civil War, and he is not a light-skinned dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. That is not a light-skinned no. fellow. I am a light-skinned Mexican. <laughs> I... I'm a light-skinned Mexico. Enrique Cruz says, uh, read the article, it was The Flash. Uh, I don't see how Barry Allen has anything to do with this. <laughs> no, we are, we are aware. No, we, no, uh, you, you, you got ahead of the joke, uh, Enrique. We, 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 we're, we're doing our outrage first, <laughs> and then we were going to get to how, if you look at the pen, like, it's actually a little browner, because the, the, the image that, that uh, Pete Molini showed you, it, someone was, they took a photo with The Flash. 
with Barry Allen or Wally West, depending oh, yeah, on no, your flavor. That's I, that, that was like that with the Flash. Wow. With the Flash, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took the Flash. You, apparently, they so took the photo so quick. The whiteness must have leaked off. No, I think they took it so quick. That, <laughs> no, apparently because of the brightness of the Flash, it it washed out whatever little brown. But still, it's pretty. I mean, even without the even yeah. without Barry Allen. Yeah, it's still. Not, it's still not very African. It, it's quite. It's not mocha. It's latte. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of milk in that coffee, and that in the skin there of that ain't image. There's no coffee in that at all. It's a white person under that mask. <laughs> I, I believe one of my favorite comments was like, "Oh, what they put Tony Stark underneath the the yeah. the, uh, the the Black Panther mask," and, and and Enrique Cruz provides a great line: "What's a Nubian?" <laughs> <laughs> if you've never watched tra- Chasing Amy, I suggest you go rent Chasing Amy, and then that joke will make a whole lot of sense. But it's an amazing joke. Thank you, Enrique. Mm. Yeah. This, that's kind of outrageous. Uh, and, and, yeah, in 2018, that like they, they couldn't have gone darker. They went a little light. So they went a little light. Light enough so that if you, if you, if you ha- took a photo with a very bright flash, with a very bright Wally West... <laughs> Or Bart Allen, depending on what yeah. year it was, yeah. it's gonna not look black. Or, or honestly, my big problem is, is what's with the normal eyes and the eye holes? There should just be the blank pupils that we've gotten used to over the course of seventy years that any yeah. person in a domino mask has. When when we see Brother Panther on the screen, it's just two pupilless eyes, like the Batman. Apparently that's what like I, the Green Lantern. You don't see you don't see their eyes. You yeah. don't see their, their, their eyes, unless it's freaking uh, Adam West or Adam Adam Wee, if you prefer. Apparently that's without the Flash. We'll see without Barry Allen. Let, let, let's let's show this to. Oh well, we'll show this here. So I, I, honestly, it doesn't really make a difference when I try to show it on the Facebook Live. <laughs> but let let's show. Yeah, it's still that is a white person in that. Man. That is that's a Gordon white person with a, with, a, with a light tan. Uh, that's a white that's a white person with, with some with some spray tan. <laughs> spray tan. That's, that's that's some spray tan this time around with the, the They non- are rebranding <clears throat> Flash Gordon. So Black Gordon? Yeah. Or, fla- or hey, Flash no, no, Panther? No, no, no. Flash Quar- Panther? Quarterback of the New York Jets, I believe. Is that correct? Oh. Uh, uh his face yeah. you got me yeah i think that flash gordon was flash the, gordon. yeah hey you can have it there, there's nowadays black quarterbacks <laughs> he's gonna be more mobile he's not gonna be a pocket pa- uh, passer oh, so now. you mean like donovan mcnab <laughs> <laughs> for a sports reference for those of you who know the sports yeah <laughs> the where you know the sports balls sports balls i'm thinking more michael vick pre-dog <laughs> pre pre-dog fighting michael vick yeah. when everyone liked michael vick when he was a video game character and not a person who killed dogs <laughs> oh show contributor herb napatapa flashpoint led to a white black panther <laughs> well played well played my friend that that is that is an excellent that is and is excellent have we just See, we, full we, circle? We, yeah he, he worked our flash joke into it and bam <laughs> really ridiculous. But the thesis is finished. <laughs> the, the thesis has been completed. You know, yesterday night I saw another sign of the apocalypse. I mean, we have white Black Panther. You know, another <laughs> another sign of the apocalypse is Tommy Wiseau, the writer, director, star of The Room. This is saving us from the apocalypse. 
Uh, he, uh, I saw. I, I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but yeah. I saw an image mm-hmm. of Tommy on on stage. On the stage, I, I believe uh, James Franco for the Disaster Artist, which we've discussed here. We've discussed mm-hmm. both the Room and the Disaster Artist here on this show. James Franco won a Golden Globe, and he brought Tommy up to the stage with him. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, our, our, I believe our, our friend uh, Chris Ryder, another just like my roommate Trent Trail, two big purveyors of the room, much like yourself, Samzia. I believe Chris Ryder. He he could not believe himself. He was beside himself that the fact that Tommy was so was on stage at an award show. This is fantastic. Which leads me to think like that, and that this leads to me uh, as I was saying in the pre-show that we were talking about. We're gonna see Tommy at the Oscars. Hell yes! <laughs> Tommy Dude. is gonna walk the red carpet, and I'm gonna have a hi. tear coming out of my eye when I see him on that. Red oh hi, Fawn Press, and oh, not hi, get, doggy, and not getting escorted off. Oh hi, I, entertainment. I'm gonna be so happy. He, yeah, he's not gonna be. A, he he will legitimately be allowed to walk the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Wiseau, director, creator of the Citizen Kane of bad movies. <laughs> Thanks to divine intervention and testosterone and, and testosterone. Oh, okay, we gotta give testosterone some credit. I, hopefully, you know, hopefully, maybe testosterone will be his date. I for, want testosterone. <laughs> the Oscars. To go. I really want testosterone to be there because he, he t- is it's the his man book. Who's really responsible? Well, it, it, I, I would, I would like to think that if, if the movie is uh, nominated for best adapted screenplay, we gotta see testosterone because he helped write the book. Yeah, I mean, he wrote the. I mean, he, well, co-wrote the book with someone who could probably actually write, but. Uh, <laughs> So Sustra never st- struck me as a man who could probably write that by himself. But. Oh, I don't know. I think he could. He seems, he actually seems like an intelligent enough man to pull it. I, I would love, I would love to believe that, Sam. But I know you look at the world, look at the world through room-colored eyes. Oh no! <laughs> you look and, at the world through hey, room-colored eyes. I played eye. catch with the man. You can see it in his eyes. He has the wisdom of a mental giant. I mean, yeah, he's, he's he's such a successful person in Hollywood. I mean, I mean, from here on out, every bit of success I have on my life will be on the shoulders of Greg's <laughs> oh, testosterone, on the yeah. shoulders of giants, man. And somewhere, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like, oh, why do I have indigestion right now? See, Pete, the joke there is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a book called "On the Shoulders of Giants," uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where well, that's why I said that because I know that's you would be right. confused, and I'm sure maybe some viewers are confused. Why, why, why the hell is the, the weird and fa- Family Guy non sequitur to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? There's a point to half of my jokes. But yeah, I I will be looking forward to the Oscars. I will watch the red carpet. I will watch all that stuff just to see how like E Entertainment and like whatever whatever channel has the Oscars. Everyone reacts. To the wonderment, which is Tommy Wiseau, it's gonna be magical. And then if freaking James Franco wins Best yeah. Actor, or somehow if the if it wins any awards, we're gonna see Tommy get up on that stage. <laughs> Hell yeah! Tommy will be on, could possibly be on the on the Oscar stage, Do you know potentially how- accepting or <laughs> trying to accept someone else's Academy Award. <laughs> Do you believe in unlikelihoods? <laughs> It is quietly unlike. Yes, Al Michaels would have to like come out and say, "Do you believe in unlikely things? The most unlikely things that are possible in this world." Yeah, is he, did you see the clip where he tried to talk and Dean Franco took the microphone from him? I, see, I, I've, I only saw a still image. I'm gonna have to go to YouTube yeah. and like. I bet Tommy wanted to say something. He's like, "Save it for the Oscars, Tommy." Oh God, I can just picture him getting up there and saying. I just want to say, and then the band starts playing them off. They play as soon. <laughs> like, I, w- I, I would love to hear a, a, like, See. 
I, I like the speech. If he went, if James Franco yeah. wins, he's going to try to go up there and intercept them. No, <laughs> he's going to try to go. James up there and Franco is just going to let him speak. I don't know. Because right now, like, what would you just said? And then a uh, show contributor, Irv Dan Batama, said, will they bring him up there after he tried to grab the mic from Franco? Yeah. That's the thing. Now it's like, oh, well, James Franco probably has a bit of an ego, but maybe, you know, much oh. like much like Marlon Brando allowed uh, that Indian lady yeah. to speak on behalf oh. of him when he accepted his best yeah, actor. Maybe yeah. maybe James Franco will do the same thing where he'll allow Tommy to speak on behalf of him because I channeled him and here he is. He is the reason I won this best actor Oscar, Tommy Wiseau. I think he's uh, gracious enough to Tommy for allowing him <laughs> to spoof him so hard, but nail him, really nailed him. I bet he did. I bet he pegged him good too. Yeah, hard. No, it, it, two it, times. The ego is pretty much there though, man. Because the, the speech he gave, mm -hmm. he thanked his mom uh -huh. for giving birth him, to him to his brother, so that he has his own, he has his own Cohen brother now. That's how he described it. <laughs> you have to excuse me. I have to go. Okay, yeah. No, I have to go vomit that. now. That oh. just makes me feel dirty. Which, oh. by the way. Was one of the reasons why I was apprehensive about the movie to begin with. Oh no, you you and Trent Trail both. Trent Trent was not pleased with uh, both was, uh, James and well, actually, I think it was more of a Dave. Franco a Dave. Problem. It wasn't yeah. James Franco. James Franco did a bang up job of being. Uh, but Dave Tom, Franco's not testosterone. Dave Franco could not but be testosterone. Dave Sestostrom. Franco is a foot shorter than testosterone. <laughs> Dave Franco is. That's a no midget. joke. I am not being facetious here. No, I am uh, no, not I believe speaking you. in hyperbole. I believe he you. is a foot fucking taller. Than Dave Franco. I'm pretty sure for that Neighbors so, movie, they had to keep the a milk visual? carton nearby every time he stood next to Zac Efron. The visual of it all just threw me. That was one of the th things that broke the immersion for me. It was every uh, okay. time I saw Dave Franco, I'm like, you're fucking Dave Franco. You're not <laughs> you can look at Tom You can look at James Franco and say, you're, you're Tommy. But you can't do that with testosterone. Honestly, how did they not just have testosterone play himself? Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it, you got him right there. I mean, Tommy can't play Tommy. But you can have testosterone play testosterone. And he wrote the fucking book. A foot taller, dude. Drop the, they, they, that's the one thing where they dropped the ball on that disaster. I, I still haven't seen it because I thought it was in wide release, but it's, it's, it's hard to find some place yeah. to watch it. It's been, it's been a pain in the ass for me. I haven't had a lot of time. I've been working almost every day for the last three weeks. But, hey, what, do you, what can you do? You know, something important I forgot last. We were kind of doing the year in review where, like, we we're talking about some of our favorite episodes. And I would be remiss if I did not mention this one particular episode. Mm. I can't believe I forgot about it. It was literally, I was shuffling some papers around in my house and I saw the paper from that episode. I can't believe I did not talk about the day I had that crazy Uber night. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah, that's I, I'm sorry, God. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. Just telling that ridiculous story of all it factually true. People, I'm sure uh, anyone who heard that story would think, "Oh, you're just exaggerating." I'm like, "No, I wish I wasn't exaggerating things." <laughs> I'm telling you the God's honest truth of what happened on that Uber night. Now, I, 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 I still tell that story to this day. <laughs> would be like, "Why don't you Uber anymore?" Let me tell you why. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the main reason why. It was mainly taxes, and you know, Uber really fucks you in the ass at the end of the day. But. Which is almost what happened to one of the people in your car. That I mean, good lord! Like, I mean, there, there it was probably there was probably gonna be some European anal action in my car that night. If you haven't heard that story, I recommend either on Facebook Live, go find. Uh, I forgot exactly when, but on on SoundCloud or iTunes, find the episode that says best episode, worst episode. 
Why not both? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was on that same episode we talked. It was okay. I'll, it was the day after East LA Comic Con. That oh. is like so. If you go back to the Facebook Live around uh, early May, May like yeah. the, the, the third weekend in May. Yeah, so it was twenty second or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to watch that video and hear me tell the story of my craziest Uber night ever. <laughs> That's a fun episode. We yeah. went over. We went like a half hour over just because I'm like, I got to tell this story. Uh, I, I, honestly, my my favorite part of the episode is Sam being very like, you're bearing the lead. Why are you telling the sex story so early? I'm like, oh, no, Sam. I know how to tell a story. Believe me, I'm saving the best for last. I'm, it, it, was, it happened in chronological order. I'm telling the story in chronological order. And when, when we get to the two drunk women and the other drunk woman who calls me back, yeah, that's, I, that's just comedy gold. Yeah. You, well, and as always... The best comedy is the type that you don't write. Yeah, the stuff sure. that just happens that just happens. in your world. And Sam Zia has a very weird look on his face. We have a breaking breaking news from Sam Zia. That's how much taller testosterone is than everybody else. That's a tall fellow. He's taller than Cox. He, he's taller than you. He's, he's taller than everybody. Taller than everybody. And Dave Franco is shorter than me. <laughs> That that's a casting problem. That that that's that, sorry. That, that's, that's a ca- that's casting bias. No, that's just casting masturbation. Like I'm gonna put my brother in. Like I don't I don't see his brother in any other of his movies. Whatever. Man, but yeah, that that Uber night was, that's, that's yeah that that episode is probably one of my just because I was just like going off telling that crazy like <laughs> crazy story. Man, it is just the wildest. And yeah, Uber. I I, I can't I can't go back. You can't go back. I can't do it. No, like, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh man, like I, it'd, it'd be some extra money, but it's like, nah, <laughs> like it's not worth it financially. I'm like, I could probably mine it for some more good podcast stories. I'm sure some other crazy shit will happen if I if I were to go back and start doing it again, but I can't. It's just financially, it's it's serious. Let me give you a, let me give you a, something like if you earn like let's say you go out and drive, you earn a hundred bucks, like you got to give twenty of that to Uber. Mm-hmm. Or twenty five, if you're if you're current. So, all right. So, all right. I have seventy five bucks. All right, cool. All right. I probably spent twenty bucks in gas, so I'm down to fifty five. And then I got to pay taxes because you're self employed. Yeah. So I probably got to give up about twenty five to thirty of that. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you're making twenty five bucks out of every hundred. You're you're. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're taking it home at first, but then later on, you got to pay. You're, you're kind of borrowing that money from the government. Yeah. <laughs> so really, for like every hundred bucks that you'd make, on a night. You're really taking home twenty five to thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Realistically, at the end of the day, yeah. that's how much you're earning. And like it, and like it's not. It's, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> for for what I was doing in my car, for almost getting European semen sprayed all over my back seat, <laughs> for uh, for picking up Gonasifa Herpolates nine from some <laughs> some some girl at the end of the night. Nah, nah. Usually you gotta pay extra for that. You know, <laughs> you know, my friend. So last week, I'm, I'm going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. So I mean, it's it's a subject I always say we're going to talk about. And I never I never really get into because I feel it, it alienates people. Mm, but you know okay. what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're going to talk about professional wrestling today. Yeah, because we we are. It, it's the reason for the season. It's the you know. So Pete, this time of year, yeah. from January to March, this is peak. Pro wrestling season for for wrestling fans. If you're a WWE fan, mm-hmm. th- this we're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Like the Royal Rumble's happening this month, and the next month some other bullshit thing will happen. And then in March, leading to April, it'll be WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But last week was the Japanese equivalent 
of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Currently, probably my favorite product right now as far as like because I am a connoisseur. I am a consumer of professional wrestling. I love the that entertainment makes me happy. So we had Wrestle Kingdom 12. Mm. And we and then the unique thing about this uh, Japanese wrestling event they always have it on the same date. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Yeah. They always have it January 4th huh. in their biggest stadium in the in the Tokyo Dome where they have like baseball. It's a baseball stadium in Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome. And this is like unlike well in WWE st- storytelling device wise, the WrestleMania well, when they're telling stories mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, that's kind of like the end point for 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 WWE like the WrestleMania is kind of the end of whatever stories they all everything culminates there, and then the day after WrestleMania is when they begin new stories that'll lead us to some to the summer or potentially to next year. Yeah. Now, the storytelling in WWE for the last couple of years has been spotty and not good at best. I would say it's very Marvel-ish right now, where the yeah. creative uh, ideas can change from time mm-hmm. to time. Well, because honestly, well, everyone who goes, "Oh, professional wrestling is fake," yes. It is predetermined. They, they are stories. It is an entertainment format. We don't go into an Avengers movie complaining, oh, we know the Avengers is going to win. It's predetermined. <laughs> yeah. I, I've made this argument before. So storytelling-wise, WWE, like they, they pick one thing and they kind of stick with it and they kind of don't give a shit about anything else. Okay. I've been enjoying this Japanese, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Their storytelling, it's, it's kind of just a couple of guys planning everything out. Mm-hmm. And they tell arcs of stories over years. Oh, wow. Like, one particular character, this one, who's the current champion, mm-hmm. Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker. Like, um, if I were to put an equivalent, he's kind of like, uh, kind of a version of The Rock. He's like super mm-hmm. arrogant. Like, when he does pro- uh, when he does promos, he really gets the crowd into it, kind of. He's very, uh, like, up until, like, he's like, was super popular. Up until recently, there was another wrestler who kind of became more popular than him. Um. His arc, his story arc went over the course of several years where, like, he would come to this Wrestle Kingdom and he would fail. Like, he would win a tournament to, like, to fight the champion. Yeah. And then he'd get to the to January 4th. He'd fight the champion and lose. Oh, uh. like, crap. And then the following year, like, okay, he'd win another tournament. He'd get there and then he'd lose. And then there was another year where, like, he had won the belt from someone else. He got there and he lost the belt. Oh, man. Um, until yeah. two years ago. Where he fought the he fought the equivalent of John Cena. There's this guy who's been a popular guy for the last ten years who's yeah. been carrying the company. He's like, oh, it's the guy. Like they can always rely upon him. Where finally the, the third time he faced him, because like, he had, he had never beaten him on January fourth, he finally beat him and became the champion. And this was like so that's like a two year story. Like they 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 built this arc up to get to that victory. Yeah. <laughs> and now they've they've started this other where like this guy he's been the champion kind of for the most part. Over the course of his last like two years, like he only lost the belt uh, once in that in this most recent story. It's, like, yeah. it's very much like a manga or an anime. It's very more long form storytelling, which I've been enjoying more. Because uh, the other big difference with Japanese wrestling is there isn't a weekly show like like oh, here in WWE. There's yeah. a W. Oh, there's Monday Night Raw, and then you have your SmackDown, and you have what other stuff, and then every month. There's a, a a show a, a major show in Japan. It's very different where there isn't a TV show or I, they, there is a there's a program where they kind of show highlights from these shows. But like for example, this month they had 
their they had their big Tokyo Dome show. Mm-hmm. The following day, they'd kind of now they've been doing this thing called New Year's Dash, which is the equivalent of the day after WrestleMania, where like they kind of start some stories there. Where, or it's funny, like they they actually end stories mm-hmm. on there. They they begin stories at this um at this Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, they'll begin or continue stories because this other guy who's right now he's one of my favorites right now. This guy Tetsuya Naito. I was talking about him to, with, with you and, and our friend Enrique. Yeah. This guy he um, he was a he was a good guy, but then he kept losing the big match, and then he went away. He went to Mexico. Because that's what they'll do. They'll send their wrestlers off to. They'll send them to America. They'll send them to Mexico. They'll send them to Europe to get more. Send seasoning. him to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> that can't happen. I'll be honest. When when they used to send wrestlers to TNA, that is like they, you're basically sending them to Detroit. <laughs> but they send them to places to get the so they can get more experience. They can learn a different wrestling style. And they can yeah. come back with whatever whatever character things they pick up. So they sent even though he'd already gone in excursion before, they sent him to Mexico. And then he picked up a new character. Like he picked up some new characteristics. Like he joined one of the bad guy factions down there, Los Ingobernables, in uh, in in Mexico. Like, there's like the ungovernables. Like the these guys, they don't listen to anyone. They're yeah. a bunch of rule breakers. They're they're, re- they're rebels. <laughs> yeah. And so he came back to Japan and he established the Japanese branch. Like oh, Los Ingobernables de Japón. And then he would start doing he would start doing promos like <laughs> the Hamon? de Japón. Oh, Japan. J A P. Oh, God, <laughs> Sam. The hapon, not hamon, not ham, ham. And so he brought that back, and he yeah. started being a like he would still wrestle with 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 the good guys, the baby faces, but he would start being a dick to them. Like he'd be in a tag match with with one of them, and he'd just like be just nonchalantly on the corner. Like he was showing all like these characteristics. In Japan, they they do still treat the 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 product as if it was kind of real. Yeah, they cover it as a sport, not as an entertainment event. They they have press conferences afterwards where they're talking to the Japanese media, like. Actual, it would be the equivalent of like here, like oh, after the wrestlers were done, like people from the LA Times and you know yeah. from CNN or, 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 or they would be waiting there to talk to them. In Japan, they still treat it like there's much more reverence to it. They still treat it yeah. as a sport. Everybody knows it's predetermined. <laughs> they know it's entertainment, but they take it seriously. Yeah. They hand out an MVP award. So this guy, he came back from Mexico. He became a dick. <laughs> He he would walk out on matches like he he'd like take his time. He'd come to he'd come to the ring in a full suit and he'd take his time taking off the suit and he's like, oh, and he would tell him in Spanish, tranquilo, tranquilo, calm down, calm down. And it, it was great. Like, and it's funny because all of a sudden like, everyone's kind of like meh about him before. And then now it's like, oh, he's kind of uh, he's a dick uh, for whatever kind of like. Similar how back in the in late 90s when Stone Cold Steve Austin became popular. It was kind of like that. He was kind of like, oh, he re- he represented anti-establishment, which really resonates with a lot of younger people. Like, you know, that anti-establishment, fuck yeah, authority yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That always resonates with young people. And he became a big star. And it's, oh, it's, it's, it's huge. And he, he created his own group of wrestlers. He would find these other guys who were disenfranchised and like, oh. They'd join him, and they 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 would change their characters completely, and they they're all, this whole group of assholes, los ingobernables. <laughs> and he actually he actually had beat the big champion. He won the belt, and that's cool because they they treat these championships with such respect. What does he do when he wins the belt? He like he sees it, he holds it, and he just throws it in the air, and he walks away. <laughs> oh man! And then the press conference afterward was really great, and like so, so like the press conference, they bring the belt back, and he goes, "I spent years." Chasing this belt, and you see, now that I won it, now it comes to me. And I was just like, <laughs> "Fucking a, 
That's some dude. grade A fucking. That's some grade A fucking dude, story right there. Do you realize that he went basically into that press conference, left the ring, went to a separate area, and literally, not literally, but figuratively said, "I just threw that shit from the other room." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of. He's kind of black dynamiting New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's he gives bad. no fucks. Like he, like if you were to watch the pro, if you were to watch the product, you'd probably be a big fan of this guy too, because he'll make it look like he'll throw someone out of the ring, and he'll make it look like he's about to like dive out the ring towards him. Like he'll he'll bounce off the ropes, and then he'll just do a roll, and he'll land in the ring, and he'll just put his elbow, his arms up to the elbow, and he'll just be like, yeah, <laughs> like no fucks given. I remember like on one of the wrestling websites that we go to, they'd be like, oh, no fucks, Naito, because <laughs> he gives no fucks. <laughs> And it was funny because so then they built up this story where he uh, he lost another like he he eventually lost the the big title the heavyweight title and then he he feuded with the John Cena and then beat John Cena <laughs> the I always keep saying the, the the John Cena of Japan Hiroshi Tanahashi and last year he won the big tournament mm. he won the big tournament and then when you win the tournament you get the no, no. championship match oh. at Wrestle Kingdom this past week so everybody thought okay, he's selling the most merchandise like everyone like you look at the crowd. And you just see freaking like these like Ingormanables hats. It, like dest- that's his catcher is Destino, Destiny in, in in Spanish, Destino. Like one of his moves is called called Destiny. And he freaking hits it. And uh, they they build it up, and it's like, oh, he's gonna win. He's gonna win the belt. Everyone loves him. He's like, it's fine because he was a bad guy. But now you go to you hear the, the crowd's like, Naito. They, they they clap along with his music. Duh. Like you just hear the crowd. Like and then so Tokyo Dome, there's like fifty thousand people. Fifty thousand people are like chanting, clapping. They get to the the final match. He, he wrestles, and he fucking loses to fucking <laughs> to the rock, the 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 rock uh, Okada, the the, yeah. the the champion. And it's funny because like the, the internet media was like, "What the fuck? How could?" I? And, and it's funny. You see, even though it's predetermined, all of us are still reacting as if it was still yeah. like yeah. a real thing because we all thought, "Oh, this is it. This is the time. This is his time. He he he's the hottest thing going right now. He's their most popular wrestler. How could they not give him the belt now? Yeah, because the guys who are telling the story, they're probably gonna make him wait till next year." Because no. the the guy who he was fighting kind of went through a very similar thing. Because it's not just instant gratification. Yeah. They're building a storyline. And then, it, and now here's the cool thing about the, all these independent wrestlers. I know you have a thought, but I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. Everyone thinks WWE, that's like the end-all, be-all. Like, that's where you go to be successful. But now, lately, in these last couple of years, being an independent wrestler has been much more profitable. Like, you, you're able to make a better living and you're able to be more creative because when you're at WWE, you kind of have to basically do whatever Vince McMahon says. Like you, you have no saying your creative, um, uh, in your creative control. Like yeah. oh, like let's say you want to tell your story a certain way, and Vince's like, no, fuck that. You have to go lose to Roman Reigns. No, like, and it's funny because a lot of wrestlers have been leaving WWE, going to these other organizations, Ring of Honor. Chris Jericho, he's a big wrestler. He was actually he left. He like, well, he's been a free agent. He hasn't wrestled for WWE. He actually wrestled at that Wrestle Kingdom yeah. show. And it was a big. He fe- he faced a, another Canadian guy who's a, probably the most popular foreigner in Japan, or foreigner to Japan. This other Canadian guy, Kenny Omega, he had become like the number one guy. He wrestled in the main event last year against Okada. But he like and and again, everyone, oh, Omega's gonna win. Hell yeah, Omega's like he's he's running hot. He also lost. <laughs> wow. And it was, and then there was also a story told within that match. That match last year. See, it's funny. See, that's why. That's why I love about this Japanese wrestling. They tell stories within the matches that pay off later. So this um, 
wrestler Omega. He has this move called the One Winged Angel. He's a big Final Fantasy fan. Like he that 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 move is named after Final Fantasy Seven, the One Winged okay. Angel. He's a big nerd. He he actually showed up at, last week. He dressed up as a character from he dressed up as Osiris from Destiny. Oh wow! He had a vigilance wing. He had the whole. I was like, oh, what the fuck. Mm. So he was built up the previous year. Like he was going to be the big guy. He actually was super popular. He still is super popular. <laughs> they built him up, but he never got to hit his finisher on the champ. The one, the one wing. No, he never got to hit the one wing angel, and that was a big point. That then when when the because they actually, they also have English for the big shows. They have English commentators now because there's people like me who subscribe to their version of the WWE Network and New Japan World, <laughs> and they're telling the story. Then they he never hit the one wing angel. He never hit it, and so like the Okada won. He beat. Omega, and was like he, but he, but, but he never hit him with his finisher. They made a big point, so the, everyone thought, oh, they're gonna, they won't have their rematch for a long time. But they were gonna do the, their second biggest show. His ticket sales were not great. It's like, oh, okay, we're gonna do Okada versus Omega Part Two. Yeah, they do that, and he finally <laughs> connects with the finisher. He and hits it with, doesn't finish. No, he hits him with the finisher, but Okada rolls out of the ring, and then there's a point where Okada's about to win the match, but time ran out, so they had to draw. Fast forward a few months later, they have their big tournament. In the summer, they have this big tournament to determine who's going to wrestle the champion. In the next big tournament. Next big tournament. But <laughs> but and then, and, you know, no, there's a tournament called the G. It's the G1. That that's like the their second biggest event behind Wrestle Kingdom. So they have this tournament. All the big wrestlers, even the champion, the champion himself wrestles in it. Because I'm going to win the I'm going to win the title shot. So no one. So I will choose who faces me. And so he's wrestling in that tournament. And guess who faces each other in the tournament? Okada versus Omega. Omega hits the one-winged angel, and Okada beats him. Wow. I mean, uh, Omega beats Okada in the tournament, and he knocks Okada out of the tournament. Okay. And like, holy shit, he, he beat him. He hit the move, and he pinned him with it. It was it was insane because, they, like I said, over the course of nine months, yeah. they told this story. They built this arc. Yeah. And... There's no weekly show. Like I said, there's all these like little shows in between that you can watch online. Or here in America, they have a program on Access TV. If you get that channel, they they show uh, pieces. Like they sh- they'll show matches every Friday night. I I have those recorded, and they tell they tell these arcing stories. But it's funny. Like oh, so Omega he wins. He's like, oh he goes on to the final, but he faces the other guy I was talking about earlier, the, the Sino guy. Oh oh, um, freaking Naito. Naito beats him. So is that the guy? There's all these intersecting stuff. Like the guy is who, that the guy whose finisher is Destiny? Yeah. Okay. So I he beat the guy who's dressed in Destiny with Destiny. Here's that's pretty funny. <laughs> here's, here's the uh, the story arc for next year. Okay. He develops a new finisher called Destiny Two, but it's not quite as good. because so, he's a gamer. So he ends up losing. <laughs> he ends up losing because he comes up with his Destiny Two finisher. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's so good and. and it, I can't crow enough about it. And what's great is now, even though they mostly run in Japan, last year they ran, I, I talked about it here, they ran a show in Long Beach in July. Uh, and they're coming back in March uh, again. But this time they're running, because last year they ran the Long Beach Convention Center. So it was like 2,000 seats. Yeah. This time they're running the they're running the Pyramid. Oh, wow. Hey. So they're, they're selling. Former they're home have, of the LA Pro Summer League. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, and then they're probably gonna have like seven, eight thousand seats there. So me and my buddies were all fucking excited. They're like fuck yeah, because when we went last last year, mm. we had great seats. It was awesome. I got to freaking get to high five the. I literally they walked right by me. Like I was sitting here, they walked right by me. I got to high five a few of them. I got to do a little too sweet. Like some of the rest of them, they had to do this, this little thing all too sweet. Well, legally they can't do it anymore. WWE sued them. 
<laughs> they can't do this anymore. So now it's like a one suite or something. <laughs> They're like, or, or no suite. <laughs> They're like, yeah. How about everybody just gives each other a middle finger? <laughs> just yeah. Like, walk in, it's like, Sup. oh, that, Sup. see, Sup. see, Sam, that, this is another reason why you probably love New Japan Pro Wrestling. They cuss like crazy. <laughs> like, there's one wrestler. Uh, he, he's actually pretty hilarious. He just comes out and like that's like like he just like flipping off everybody. He's like ah the unchained gorilla Togi Makabe, and he's just like ah and he's like one of the most popular guys. He goes he goes on peace among worlds. <laughs> It's a Rick and Morty reference. Yeah. Hey, hey, check it out, Rick. I told them. Check it out, Morty. I told them it means peace among worlds. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of, some of the wrestlers, especially some of the foreign wrestlers, and they'll yell, oh, motherfucker, fuck. And they'll, they'll, they'll be motherfucking each other the whole time. They'll be cussing each other out. Because in Japan, no, they don't care. You know, Some of the people in the crowd don't know. I, and, I saw a video out of, I, can't, I don't know if it was one, any of the leagues that you're talking about uh, in uh-huh, Japan. Uh-huh. But it was an interview done with a wrestler, and they didn't have a. He was an American wrestler. He uh-huh. didn't have a translator, uh-huh. so he said what he had to say to the guy into his phone, into his Google Translate, <laughs> and then would play it, and it would be like completely off. And then he would, the other guy would say what he had to say to the guy in English, and it was basically a promo done by Google Translate. The, I, I'm willing to, and it was to, on Botchamania. Oh, I'm willing to bet that okay. There's a there's another uh, Japanese because there's been others. There there are multiple wrestling leagues, but this New Japan is the biggest one in Japan. I'm there, assuming they have translators. Oh yeah, they they have translators. <laughs> but the what you're probably speaking of, there's a smaller league called DDT Pro Wrestling, and uh, it, the DDT does not stand for whatever you know the Jake the Snake Roberts. No, no, I, I, it's I, it's called Dramatic Dream Team. I thought it was for dicks, tits, tits. Um. <laughs> Actually, sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, this is why I say it. Because yeah, the uh, the internet's favorite wrestler, Joey Ryan, the the master of the the penis plex, or as it was later or later renamed, the U porn plex, <laughs> after he got a sponsorship from U porn. Um, that's where a lot of this, like a lot of the, these uh, these viral videos, have been coming from. This league, where like he fl- flips people with his dick, and uh, I, I over the the because Wrestle Kingdom, they had a bunch of other shows. He actually had it reversed. He was trying to do the six people, and they all kind of did the wave, <laughs> like like he was trying to flip them. So they did this wave thing, and it waved back, and then they flipped him. <laughs> they reversed that, the penis plex. That might be the greatest reversal of a wrestling move in the history of mankind. Yeah, that this this league has like the first openly gay wrestler. He and he will just walk up and kiss dudes, and they'll and they'll they'll, they'll take a bump. <laughs> like oh, there, there's matches where yeah they they'll, they'll stick uh, they'll, they'll shove yes. lollipops in the other guy's butthole, and then just pull it out and then put it in someone else's mouth. <laughs> uh, what is it, Joey Ryan? Is that the Joey guy? Ryan? He, yeah. So the, like, does, he, that, he, does the guy go and kiss his dick and kill it? <laughs> yeah. The, no, they've unable. had matches against each other. Yeah, where like I, that's what I'm saying. That's and, where the, the the penis place originated because he yeah. went up and grabbed his dick and then he suplexed him with the dick. Yeah. yeah exactly. Now, did he disable his dick by giving it a kiss? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure that's a match that I haven't seen yet. I haven't subscribed to the. To the, uh, the I think that would be a great DVD reversal. <laughs> Because one of my other favorite comedic wrestlers, uh, Colt Cabana, one of the inspirations that got me started into podcasting, he has been wrestling for them now. Because he's a great comedy wrestler, he loves doing funny shit in the ring, and like he he'd rather he he'd rather will do comedy wrestling over serious wrestling. He will choose comedy over wrestling over serious wrestling ten times out of ten. He loves doing the comedic stuff. He want like his aspiration as a child was to be the modern day honky tonk man. Uh. But I think he's actually. 
better than that. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's a funny, funny guy. I thought I was going to get much more mileage out of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you, you thought you were going to ride this to the end of the show? I totally – I really thought I – well, I could. I, I, I still can if, if I just start digging even further because – a lot of times, this a lot of this independent stuff is become much more mainstream. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because we were you you were mentioning um that uh that Kenny Omega, him and these guys, the Young Bucks, they've really have shown that they, they can reach out to people who are non traditional wrestling touch fans their dicks. and touch their dicks. <laughs> but they now have those guys. They have some of the highest selling shirts at Hot Topic. Like all of their products are now at Hot Topic, and they're like the top selling shirts. Nice. Like these guys, uh, they have a faction called the Bullet Club, and that's been like. So, it, like does that mean that it's officially uncool to like it? Probably. <laughs> that's true. But well, I, I still think uh, pro wrestling is still like fringe enough that it's still kind of cool. But it's it's not super mainstream. But the, these guys, they're trying to put together their own show where they want to sell out ten thousand seats somewhere yeah. in America. They want to do their own independent show. That's kind of a fuck you to WWE. Last time WWE was in Ontario, they actually did kind of like a. What happened to Attitude Era when uh, DX went to a WCW event and they went outside? Oh, we're here to invade. We're going to fire the first shot. Yeah. And they did a modern day version where all these guys, the Bullet Club guys who are based in America, because yeah. this Bullet Club is a bunch of foreigners. That's that's like, it's a modern day NWO in yeah. this Japanese uh, in this Japanese league. So a bunch of them, they're based, a bunch of them are based out of here in, in, in California. So they went to the Ontario show. And they they did kind of a DX thing. They're going up to people because they have an, they have this uh, YouTube show called Being the Elite. And they were like videotaping people like, hey, did you pay for your tickets? Hell no, I got them for free. And like that really pissed off W because sometimes they will, like, I'm sure you're feminists. Sometimes they'll paper the area just so it. Oh, yeah. Hand out free tickets just to make it look like there's more people who are there. Yeah. And, and they're, they're kind of exposing that. And it's funny because one of their friends came out and took a photo of them. And then WWE fired that guy oh, who, who went out to take a photo. Wow. They, they show you how petty. Like, and that's the thing. That's why nowadays, like, a lot of these people, like, the WWE is no longer the uh, the goal anymore. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, you can have your own, like, there's this website called Pro Wrestling Tees. Like that, the wrestler I mentioned, Colt Cabana, he's the one who's, like, responsible for this. He's made it better. He's made, he unintentionally, or it wasn't, I guess, I don't know if he set out for that, but he made the lives of an independent, the lives of an independent wrestler a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Like, he teamed up with this local, um, t-shirt printing shop in Chicago called One Hour Tees. Yeah. And they created this website called Pro Wrestling Tees where they would just print stuff on demand. Like you just, they'd have all the images on this website. Then every wrestler, it's like, okay. The wrestler would send their images to these guys. I'm like, all right, cool. As people order them, we'll send them out. And then they give a, a much bigger cut yeah. to these wrestlers. Like, WWE, like they, the wrestlers get like a quarter from like that twenty five dollars shirt. They're probably getting a quarter or fifty cents. Yeah. Where like with this company, they're all oh, they're cutting them like they're getting a few dollars for every shirt. They're they're getting a much bigger cut. Mm -hmm. Where one of the wrestlers back then was like, oh, because of this, he was able to pay his mortgage. Oh wow! Like it wasn't just having to go out and wrestle and be an independent wrestler. He, they were starting to actually because there's the fans. They want the shirts of these you know independent wrestlers. Yeah, now yeah. they can easily just get. They go to this pro wrestling tees and oh cool. They can get it. It's like, there's a lot of this stuff where they're really fighting against this. Um, like, to to bring it into your world, it's kind of like WWE is Diamond, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Diamond Comics distributors, and all these independent wrestlers. They're kind of independent publishers, yeah, and so they're trying to increase their um their earning power so they don't have to become dependent on WWE work because all these guys, their goal is to get to WWE, yeah, so they can get um a bigger paycheck. It's funny because they're not actually 
employees. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Uber thing. Yeah, you're an independent contractor. You work for WWE. You can't work anywhere else. You're exclusive to them, but there's no contract per se. Yeah, that's other you're thing. not an employee. Mm -hmm. You have to pay for your own health insurance. Yeah, you have to like. You have to, you're self employed, but yeah, that's what it comes down to. Like, remember, I was telling you a couple years ago when I was in Tucson, mm -hmm. and, uh, was it the Honky Tonk Man was set up right across from where I was sitting, mm -hmm. and I went up to him, and all his pictures were like current pictures. Like, uh -huh. There was no, like, you know, like, because you couldn't tell. Was him. <laughs> like, you know, oh, all of his pictures were photos from the 80s. No, no, no all his pictures were of, oh, of him now. Of him now, that he didn't have any pictures he of himself, any, yeah, because he didn't have permission. He thought, yeah. Oh, they're all current pictures. Oh, because yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he normally you know have his like, his eight by tens of like, him with his guitar when, yeah. he, when he used to look like Elvis. <laughs> yeah, see, it, it, they're trying to improve this. Yeah, so it's funny. Like every independent wrestler now, they have their own little kind of store on this pro wrestling. Like you go there, you, you let's say there's a particular independent wrestler you really like, you go to that website, boom, you bet you're buying a shirt directly from them, that, yeah. and then, and this this t-shirt company's like, oh, they're helping them out, and then. They just open their the, a, a physical location where you can walk in mm. and they'll print the, they'll have a bunch of them already pre printed yeah. but oh and then this company now they have official deals with New Japan Pro Wrestling they have official deals of all these other smaller organizations that are now kind of coming up because it's weird like low key there's like this low key there's like a new wrestling boom coming like it's not as big as it was in the '90s where everyone was into wrestling but yeah. now like these places like. The, these uh, these Long Beach tickets is gonna be like seven thousand. They're gonna sell out in a couple hours. Yeah. Like me and my buddies were like, we're kind of plotting like shit. We gotta find out <laughs> when they're going on sale. Who's gonna buy them? We gotta buy all our seats together so we can all sit together. But like, there's this kind of this little pro wrestling boom because yeah. in Japan, one of those friends that I that I go to these shows with, he flew him and his girlfriend. They flew to Japan to go watch it. Wow. They flew to Japan yeah. to go see Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love this stuff. But I don't know if I'd go to Japan. <laughs> I, I'm more than happy to wait till the next day and watch. It on my, my Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah, there you go. It, it just, yeah, it's it's been really cool. Like uh, for for someone like me, I, I've been a wrestling fan in mm -hmm. the you know highs of the '80s, lows of the of the early '90s, back up to the highs of the the late '90s, the Attitude Era, and then like it's kind of come back down. Mm -hmm. it, it's come back down these last you know ten years, but it's kind of like weirdly becoming um, cool again because you know you have because Ronda Rousey and her friends they used to go to this uh, a local place in the San Fernando Valley for local. Uh, this pro wrestling show, this one pro wrestling show called Pro Wrestling Gorilla, it's run by wrestlers. There's no promoter. There's yeah. no, like, corporation. It's just, uh, like, years ago, six wrestlers, hey, we should do a show for ourselves, and we can just do whatever we want. Yeah. We don't have to answer to anyone. It's very much, a, like, a punk rock kind of, like, oh, DIY. Mm. And from that little promotion, they run, like, once a month. But those tickets sell out, like, they have 500 tickets. They sell out in five minutes online. Oh, wow. It's like super intense. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's funny. WWE will actually send scouts to that show. Oh. And they've hired. And then because WWE has. Rec and it's funny because WWE recognizes that independent wrestling is becoming much more popular. Mm -hmm. So they're hiring away. They give these big contracts to all these independent wrestlers now. And now some of the other wrestlers are trying to fight against this by proving, no, you don't have to do that. You yeah. don't have to go to them to make money. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this weird little kind of like little war between corporate. Again, I, I, somehow all my talk, topics always end up being like corporate America versus small America, you know, or, yeah. or, 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 or you know, independent business America. It's mm -hmm. always like there's always this clash between like creativity and profitability. Yeah, that's what it comes and, down to. And that's what it always comes down to. That, that, yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing. Talking about independent things, uh, 
yeah, I was supposed to start doing my uh, my web com my, my web comic, and yeah, I didn't start for various reasons, mental health. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get started. So hopefully, I will post. I will. I have three scripts. I have a notebook right here in front of me that has three <laughs> scripts for my first three uh, uh, three uh, uh, blah 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 uh, strips for the yeah. for the web comic. Hardest part is, is just doing that first one, man. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's very difficult. Yeah, it's I I chose part. to fall asleep watching Japanese wrestling yeah. last week instead of drawing, and then the other <laughs> night I chose to fall asleep watching Back to Future one, two, and three. <laughs> oh, that's something I forgot to mention. When I was watching Back to the Future two. Mm-hmm. Doc Brown in those first 20 minutes where he's like really determined to save, you know, like, we got to save your family, Marty. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, that's Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Back to the Future 3, Doc Brown? No, that's no. not Rick. Yeah. But like that first half hour of Back to the Future 2, that's Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, the whole time he's like, oh, we have to be in the right spot. You got to go over here, Marty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept hearing Morty instead of yeah. Marty in my head as I was watching. I was like. This is where Justin Roiland got. Yeah. Like, this is like, obviously. I mean, it's it's quite obvious. Rick and yeah. Mor- Morty is very much a you know a parody of yeah, parody, of yeah. Doc Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty There's yeah. even a very lewd Doc and Marty. Yeah, that's where like it started. that's where it started. Where he was trying to get a season to from Universal, <laughs> but it was, just, it was just watching that with the whole Rick in my head yeah. and watching that like seeing Doc it's like great, oh God, 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 great Scott, you know, just losing his mind. I'm like, yeah. that's Rick. It's totally Rick. It was so Rick. It's so Rick. Oh man, it really got. And then, like when he, and then when he busted out the, he was explaining the timelines. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I can't watch these movies." Like, I don't want to say it's like it's. It didn't ruin the. It's warped the movie. It yeah. really oh, yeah. it put it. It really puts a different spin on the movie. Mm-hmm. Where like past Doc is still yeah. Doc, Back to the Future Three Doc, who's been living in the eighteen hundreds. That's more like, you know, yeah. that's Emmett Brown. That's Emmett Brown, yeah. But Back to the Future 2, <laughs> that's freaking Rick. That's Rick Sanchez right there. It is Rick Sanchez. It is Rick freaking Sanchez. <laughs> oh, it just, yeah. It was, it was, it was funny. funny. I, I just got wrapped up watching all three movies. Yeah. I was like, oh, like I, I was making dinner, and I'm like, oh, Back to the Future 1's on. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I'll watch the end of this, making dinner, and then, oh, up next, Back to the Future 2. I'm like... Well then, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I know what I'm doing for the rest of this, this evening. I, uh, I wonder if they're showing part three. I have a question. You have a question, Sam Zia. Based off of that idea that Rick and Morty has now somewhat spoiled a little bit, of, it is warped. It, I, I don't warped. say spoiled, warped. warped I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in the category of ruined because I still enjoyed Back to the Future. Oh, no. it's funny. Back to the Future Two has always been like my least favorite because really? it was such a down. Oh, it's such a downer. <laughs> like. Biff is Trump, you know, that's yeah. all, that, that whole thing. But watching this time around, I'm like, oh, it wasn't so bad this yeah. time. All right, what's your question? Uh, uh, yeah, Biff is Trump. I'm waiting for someone to hurry up and get in the DeLorean again. Um, <laughs> Ask Bob Gale, dude. Yeah. Bob well, Gale, well, the writer of all three movies. Yeah. Biff is Trump. Now, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, how now, do you feel about how the, or like a series like Dragon Ball, uh-huh. being skewed or warped a little by abridged. See, uh, because, I mean, we look at Super and we watch everything that Super happens. is clearly influenced by abridged, Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. So maybe the entire society has been warped by it, I guess. But what, like, do you have the same feelings of, like, this has changed my experience of this show because of the thing that warped it? A little bit because it, it was like because looking at it through the knowledge of like obviously this was I mean 
Back to the Future was the influence for Rick and Morty. Yeah. And then and understanding now, like, oh, okay, this was like what he was thinking when he was wa- when when Justin Roiland watch was watching Back to the Future when he was younger. He realized, oh man, Doc Brown's kind of like. He kind of like at that point in the in the in the arc, he was kind of a sociopath. He was like, "We gotta fix everything, Marty. Yeah. Everything, everything's wrong. I've, I've tracked everything because at because your father's from, dead, Marty. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Where like that 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 the travels have changed Doc Brown because the Doc Brown from the first movie is very different from the Doc Brown in the second movie. And like, of course, he has that that weird catharsis. Like, I have to destroy the because like, he realizes, oh, his actions led like oh him creating the time machine. Oh, although honestly. It's all Marty's fucking fault. <laughs> well, if yeah. Marty hadn't gone to chase after the fucking dog that was being walked by itself, and if he hadn't left the fucking DeLorean by itself for <laughs> the two minutes for, for Biff to steal the DeLorean and go back in time, I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah. Or if fucking uh, Doc didn't just say, you know what? Keep, keep the book. The book. <laughs> if you just hadn't let him keep the fucking book. Yeah. Become president, do whatever you want to do, and then Marty will be Biff. Yeah. yeah, but then I, I I I was I was ready to just you know set fired to Marty Morty same thing, but I realized Marty is supposed to be seventeen this entire yeah. time pretty much like yeah. he like he's in high school so yeah of course I'm like, I'm thinking oh yeah seventeen year old me would fuck this up completely too <laughs> so I, before I was like I'm about to you know, get my pitchforks like it's uh, Marty's fault it's all Marty Every, Marty's responsible for everything I lay all. Yeah, seventeen-year-old me would do the same stupid shit. Oh shit! Look at the dog. <laughs> that dog's being walked. Stupid ass. And what's funny is like you have like twenty-eight-year-old Michael J. Fox playing seven because <laughs> he's basically set. I mean, oh, the course of everything is well, a week in Back to the Future one, a few days in Back to the Future two, and then like another week in Back to the Future three. Yeah. This is the course of like at most three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, he played pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> and then, how much would it sucked if we had Eric Stoltz? Yeah, that would not have been good. I don't think we'd the have mask. gotten the two. I don't think we would have gotten the Back to the Future oh, two no. if no, we had we, Eric Stoltz. We would have had the mask too. The mask. <laughs> Eric Stoltz, that footage. Oh. I'm glad they fired his ass. Sorry, yeah. sorry, poor Eric Stoltz. You can go be the fucking the, the pot dealer in freaking uh, Pulp oh, Fiction. Pulp Fiction right. <laughs> I think that was like the height of his career. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> oh, get old back I, well, I, I think he peaked at the mask, and it was <laughs> That's a true. slow decline. <laughs> his slow, his slow descent into obscurity. Obscurity, yeah. He pops up every once in a while. I think I, I, I'm, I'm sure. Somewhere. He, right? yeah. what, what's lower than character actor? That's like true. highly paid extra, <laughs> extra with lines. <laughs> Guest star? Oh, poor Eric Stoltz. <laughs> poor Eric Stoltz. You know who's not poor? All, all the guys here working oh, on the show. You know, before, we, before we close. Before we close, before we got we something. Close, I, oh. I, I want, I, so Pete has something. Pete have something for has you. something. Please, let, let's go it up. Let's, let, let, we'll even turn the camera. Turn Pete Molini. Right. We'll Keep your pants on, Pete. <laughs> We're going to Pete here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like we, we talked about last week. We're, we're we're a year in, right? Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're a year in. We're a year in, yes. And uh, you know, <laughs> yo, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're in. I couldn't. I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. You're in. I, I had to get. You're in. Yes. <laughs> you're in luck. Yeah. Oh man, that didn't go over. I was hoping, but <laughs> so you're saying that that one pissed uh, you pissed all over yourself. Yeah, there, on that you one? Go, there you go. <laughs> so you know, I, I figured you know. I've been working on something. You've been working on something. And I was I was originally gonna be for Christmas. But then okay. I thought, you know what, let's wait for the anniversary. 
Okay. And the anniversary, uh, you know, I figured we'd celebrate our most popular episode. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. no. Did what you jerk off you in do? this car? No no. <laughs> no. 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 What did you do? Oh. What have you done? <laughs> what have you done? What did me and Enrique Cruz. What did you do? Well, our guest from last week, Enrique Cruz. Oh, my God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> No. No, I wish I hadn't turned the camera towards you. God damn it. Hell yes. Hell yes. To the two people watching right now on, on Twitch. It's Dre's uh, Greek falafel shirt. Ask about my special tzatziki sauce. Guaranteed not to serve unlawfully, unlawfully awful falafels. a shirt out of that <laughs> and Enrique says you're welcome oh this is brilliant Dre's Greek falafels <laughs> good god <laughs> not to serve unlawfully awful <laughs> good god oh thank you for stopping by Chanel on, on Twitch we have t-shirts now apparently we have a t-shirt there you go you can get this on ProWrestlingTees.com. That, that hurt. <laughs> you can get Dre's Greek Falafels. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, I'm full white girl right now. I literally can't even. <laughs> I literally can't even at this moment. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you're Question welcome. mark? No, thank you, exclamation there point. You Three times over. Is this why you're asking for our t-shirt sizes? Yeah, it, it was why. Months ago. <laughs> yes. That's phenomenal. Hey, we, we could probably print up some more of these and sell them, I'm sure. Because we got we got. They'll Caleb be gifts asking. to our, our friends on, uh, 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 what is it, uh, Patheon or whatever? Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon. Patheon. Yeah, no, Patheon. <laughs> Patheon. <laughs> Dre's Greek falafels. Pre Holy. Hey, Dre's Rentheon. <laughs> hey, Dre's Rentheon. Like, I almost want. Oh, I got. I feel like I should. I got to flip the camera so people can actually read it. Hang on. Whoop. All right. Tell me. All right, Pete. Tell me all if right, I'm holding right. it up correctly. So people can. There you go. Yeah, you're holding it up correctly. All right, cool. That way, because from this camera angle, it'll, it'll it won't invert it, <laughs> so you can see all the stuff. Ask about my special disease sauce. Uski, 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 uski. That's. I don't know if I can even do the the clothes now. How how can I do the clothes after this? How can how can I follow this? How how in the world can I follow a, a Dre's Greek falafels T-shirt? Well, the madman who's behind this, P. Molini at Nostalgia Comics. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to at Rock and Rule. There you go. Uh, the, the artist who yeah, drew this. You can follow Sam at SamZ570. You can follow me at DreGP Dre GP Podcast. I can't even. I You're not, almost going to say it, too. I literally <laughs> can't even right now. I, I have been tweeting. Tweets have been coming out furiously. So follow me at DreGP Podcast. Uh, want to thank show contributors, Irv, Dan, Ubatapa, Kiet, Fam, Rick Mears. We want to thank our Twitch contributor, Chanel 
who has stopped by and left. You can always, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or any other podcast provider, you can always follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dre GP podcast. You can watch us live on Twitch, just like a few people have today. Twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP podcast and classic episodes of now a year old episodes of Dre's Geek Philosophy or Dre's Greek Falafels, if you prefer. (laughs) You can find us on YouTube. Search Dre's Geek Philosophy. If you search Dre's Greek Falafels, uh, we haven't got to that episode yet. (laughs) You won't find that one on YouTube yet. I have to... I have to sack up and get that actually running. And, and, uh, you know what I, we should do for, for, for YouTube? What should we do for we YouTube? We should do a segment where we make <laughs> falafels. Make some falafels? Sure, <laughs> why not? Falafels. They'll be nice and vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone. who's. Oh, we, we, we picked up two other people. I'm sure one of those is, uh, is our show computer, uh, KFM, joining us on... <laughs> On, on Twitch as he as he is wont to do at the end of the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I have a t-shirt. <laughs> you can find our t-shirts on <laughs> facebook.com forward slash Dre Dre GP podcast or aka or I'm sure we'll make a website Dre's Geek Falafels Geek Falafels Greek Falafels Geek Greek uh, Philosophy I don't know <laughs> dot com Pants I'm wearing pants I like pants You're pants the Aristotle nice. of this bitch I'm the Aristotle of it. <laughs> I'm not even Greek. <laughs> you guys made me look very European here. Well. I mean, that's that's part. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for watching. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this whole thing down so I can just go be stupid. <laughs>